Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, it's that time of the, in the program for the phrase of the week. And this week, the phrase is, joy cometh in the morning. And that means that after we face our sorrows and our struggles, there will be a time of joy. Our troubles that we have to remember are only temporary. They don't last forever. And that, and that scripture comes from 
Psalms 30, chapter 5, and it reads, For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And that's where you can find it in the King James Version of the Bible. So, this week, I want to talk about some current events. And I'm going to, does everybody remember that Colorado Baker? They, you know, everybody kept telling him, taking him to court. And it right, went all the way yes. up to the Supreme Court because he refused to make LGBT. Q, um, wedding cakes and things like that, et cetera, et cetera. And and they just kept, and he won, I think, eventually. And they kept coming into his shop, making requests, and he kept refusing, and they kept going back to court and suing. Well, now, again, he's already in the Supreme Court to hear a case of of the same man who refused to bake a birthday cake for a transgender woman. So his name is Jack Phillips, and he's the owner of a Denver area bakery. And he won a partial victory before the Supreme Court in 2018 for refusing to make a gay couple's wedding cake. And he argued that baking the cake would violate his religious beliefs and First Amendment right to free speech. But now, a Colorado attorney and transgender woman sued Phillips after his bakery the bakery is called Masterpiece Cake Shop, refused to make a pink cake with blue frosting to celebrate her birthday and gender transition. Well, I don't blame him. Okay. It was very obvious that it wasn't about the cake. Mm -hmm. It was about who I was as a person and how that would impact their decision on whether or not they would serve me. Uh, She says she's also a Christian, and she sought out Masterpiece Cake Shop. So that's the key word, right. sought out mm-hmm. Masterpiece Cake shop, shop for her birthday. Because she empathized with Phillips in the initial case and could appreciate the nuance of his argument. Yeah, but so why now? Why try to force How him to make a trans- transgender birthday cake? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. You know, it's like it's like going to a Jewish shop and just insisting that they serve pork. <laughs> she said that uh, I remember him saying several times, "This is about a singular religious event. This doesn't have to do with individuals." I disagreed with his ultimate position, but some part of me understood how difficult it must be to watch the world change on him, and I wanted to believe him. I don't believe her. I don't believe it for a minute. I don't believe him. I just think that they, think they're he, trying to force was, him to do something. I think he was targeted. Yes, he was targeted. He was targeted they saw and him bullied. Out, right, trying to bully him into doing something that he doesn't believe is within God's will. And they're trying to make him. And they he needs to countersue. Because that's to me, that's uh, religious uh, persecution. He needs to countersue. All right, moving on. So here's another article. This came from the BBC News. And Pope Francis fired a Texan bishop, Joseph Strickland, um, who's been a fierce critic who has questioned the Pope's leadership of the Catholic Church. The Hmm. Vatican said the bishop would be relieved of his duties as a result of investigations at his diocese. 
mm-hmm. of Tyler. He um, is a leading voice in a branch of U.S. Catholicism that is opposed to the Pope's reforms. Um, So Bishop Strickland launched a series of attacks on the Pope's attempts to update the church's position on social matters and inclusion, inclusion, including abortion, transgender rights, and same-sex marriage. Um, In July, he warned that many basic truths of the Catholic teaching were being challenged, including what he called attempts to undermine marriage as as instituted by God being only one man and one woman. He criticized a disordered, he, he criticized as disordered the attempts of those who reject their undeniable biological God-given identity. Um, he suggested that attempts to change that which cannot be changed would lead to irrevocable schism in the church. Um, Yes. I have to agree. And so now he's relieved of his duties as a bishop. So what, he's been excommunicated out of the church? I, it doesn't say that. He was appointed bishop in 2012. Um, but I don't think it says, I don't think he was excommunicated. I think it's pending an investigation. What kind of investigation? He's relieved of his duties pending investigation. Uh, an investigation of what, though? What are they investigating? Well, the, the Vatican announced that transgender people can be baptized in the Catholic Church. Mm. As long as doing so does not cause a scandal or confusion. And children of same-sex couples are to be baptized well. I can, well. Un- I can understand that. So, he suggested that the church would be open to bless same-sex couples, as he told a group of cardinals. We cannot be judges who only deny, reject, and exclude. This is the Pope. Well, that's silly. That. But I, I can see children not being excluded because, you know, like the Lord said, every, well, I mean, it's paraphrasing scripture. Every tub has to sit on its own bottom. It's like everybody's responsible for their own sins, so the child cannot be held responsible for the sins of the parent. That I understand, but to say that a transgender individual can be baptized as long as they don't cause a scandal, I mean, what do, that is so vague and it's so general, I don't understand what they mean by that. You know? So I'm, the only thing I could think of, maybe they have gotten to the point, like say for instance, if a person goes through a transitional operation and now it can't reverse it. And now they've come to their senses, but the but damage... I, but the, the damage, I, don't, I really but, don't think that's but, what the Pope intends. But I'm saying, maybe he was thinking that now that a person has gone through the transition, and now they can't reverse it, and now they realize that they've made a mistake, but now they're stuck because they can't undo what's been done, and now they've come to this well, place. Well, that's one thing. They, that's, they've come to this place of repentance, and they're still considered to be transgender. I think that's a totally different he, issue. I don't, I don't think so, because if a person is No, I think it's a totally different issue. I don't believe that's what the Pope intends. Me, personally, I don't think that's what the Pope but I'm is saying, saying. But I'm saying, if a He's person... He's trying to include everybody. It's total inclusion. He's not excluding anyone or any... I know it's total exclusion, 
or inclusion. But what I'm saying is what happens if a person comes to their senses and now... I they, know that's a different situation no, it's in not. my they're brain. Still, but not in mine because they're still transgender. They are still transgender, and, but they repented for what they right, did. Right, but they're still And trans- now you're stuck. You can't do anything saying. about it. I so, understand so, so what you're under saying. The, under the current rulings, before he made this uh, decision, a person wouldn't be able to be baptized in their church. So, so by him trying to be all inclusive, I'm not saying he should do that. I'm saying, but the person that has finally, they were woke once, but now they have awakened, and they're saying, the Pope I is repent. becoming progressive. Yeah, the Pope is woke. <laughs> the, the Pope has gone to the left. So anyway, I think they just relieved this bishop of his duties pending. I guess they're going to investigate what did he? How does he? How does this bishop feel about all? You know, he, he probably, he's probably he going to be excommunicated. He's yeah, he let gonna... them know how he felt. He's saying that you're stepping away and trying to be inclusive to open up yourself to something that is anti-Christ and totally against God's word. is isn't being inclusive. That's being sinful. You know, to just say, well, I'm going to be inclusive. I'm going to just, I know the Lord said this, but... I don't want the person to feel left out, so I'm just going to ignore what God said and make this person feel welcome. And they might, and, feel, and I they, think that's the basic. And they premise. might feel welcome. They might actually feel that's welcome. That's the basic premise. And feel at home. And, and they, and but then, it'll be wrong. And then they come and they they can have communion and they can all. You're validating their lifestyle. If you're not, you know, you have to somehow repent before you take communion. Right. They're you validating their lifestyle. That's what they're doing. But. Anyway, moving on. Here, this article came from the Christian Post, and it's an NBA player, and he released his first base basketball sneakers with visible Bible verses. Hmm. So this is interesting. It is. Um, the NBA player is Jonathan Isaac, and he poses with shoes from his Unitas Judah, a, Judah 1, a sneaker line in promotional video that was posted last year. Um, he recently released a new line of basketball sneakers with visible Bible verses on the exterior of the footwear. And the Bible verses are printed on the back exterior of each pair. And some of the Bible verses are that are included are Second Corinthians 4.9, Romans 8.37, um, so most people see the Judah one as an outlandish endeavor. Um, outlandish in what sense? Because <laughs> it's a Christian. You know, I'm thinking you, they put they put all types of sayings on jerseys and T-shirts and and put all types of logos and designs on their shoes, and nobody questions it. And then when a person it's a scripture where well, mine would have been more like a, a lamp unto my feet, you know, a light to my well, pathway. I think what Second uh, <laughs> Corinthians four nine reads is: I think the part of the scripture is persecuted, but not abandoned; struck down, but not destroyed. Yes. And Romans eight thirty seven is no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Right. So yeah, which is, for to him. me is very nice. Yes. Good for him. I hope he, I hope it, I hope he doesn't. Doesn't what? I hope people don't, he doesn't get a backlash. Oh, you know, he will, but who cares? 
I mean, because once you put yourself out there, there's always I mean, going to be is, people out there who's going to criticize he's you. He's been outspoken about his beliefs. Right. He's he's also an ordained Christian minister. Right. You know, so... And I mean, uh, he refused in 2020, he refused to kneel during the national anthem. Yeah. I, who, uh, alongside his uh, I teammates who uh, I were kneel. wearing... Black lives. I can understand matters. the sentiment, but I wouldn't. Jerseys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bend a knee to anyone but the Lord. So I wouldn't have kneeled either. But I wouldn't necessarily be singing the national anthem. But I know I wouldn't have got on my knees. That's kind of kind of strange. All right. Here's another article from the Christian Post. Lauren Daigle. Oh, uh, she's gosh. been named Billboard's top Christian artist of the year uh, for last year. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it follows a significant year for her, marked uh, by new music releases and continued chart dominance. It's been an cr- incredible year, she was quoted as saying last year. She expressed gratitude for her fans, new creative collaborations, and the inspiration she draws from the connection to her music. Mm. Um, so um, her achievements... Last year included releasing a self-titled album for her first since 2018's Look Up Child. The album featuring 10 new songs and a promise of a deluxe version marked her collaboration with Mike Elizondo in a partnership between her longtime label Centricity and Atlantic Records. So um, she, in a 2021 interview, um, she revealed that when she was in high school, she prayed that God would give her a backbone to stand up for those bullied, even if it meant facing ostracism. Ostracism or ostracized? My mouth doesn't work today. <laughs> ostracized herself. Okay. I was like, God, I want a backbone of boldness. Give me some sort of boldness to where I can stand up for people who need to be stood up for. And where even my peers are persecuting me, I can still make a stand, she said. And then if you ask God for that courage, he will give it to you. He will give you boldness. He will give you courage. So that's interesting. Mm. Good for her. Okay. All right, here's somebody sent me this article from the Christian Post about a teacher who wouldn't bow. Um, Wouldn't bow to what? He was suspended from his job because he spoke the truth. And I know that sounds crazy, you know, being a teacher who speaks the truth, but he's a physical ed teacher. Mm -hmm. And he chose to be, um, he says, a Daniel, like Daniel in the lion's den. He chose to serve God, not a woke and morally broke school board. Okay. now, exactly what did he do? He said, I love all my students, but I cannot call a boy a girl and a girl a boy. Right. He spoke those words courageously and graciously, and it resulted not only in his being suspended, but being banned from all school property and events. He should sue. He refused, so they tried to make an example out of him. Um, they failed. The judge... Uh, a state judge reinstated his job. The Virginia Supreme Court reaffirmed that decision 
in, in spite of all the attempts to overturn it. And so now that's where his journey with Cross family began. Uh -huh. um, or I think that's what this. So it was it a, a public school, a private school? Oh, I'm sure it was public school. Okay. I'm sure. L Loudoun County Public School. Okay. You know, so well, he got his job back. Well, he should have because it's stupid. Some people are going to try to tell you how to believe. You know, I mean, it's bad enough that because America is so silly in the way it, it, it applies the freedom of belief. So now that you have Satanists who can stand up for their rights, but a Christian somehow is punished for standing up for the Lord. Mm. Right. So I have a question here. I ran across this article in My Christian Daily, and I wanted to ask everyone what they thought. If you've been healed before, should you tell people that Jesus healed you? If the Lord leads you to tell them, why not? You talk about the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Because this article implies that, you know, sometimes the Lord told, after he healed somebody, he told them not to, not to tell anybody. Yeah, well, if the Lord tells you not to tell, say anything, then you don't. But, if, but I mean, <laughs> I mean I, this is to me a no-brainer. But if God yeah. has done something for you and, he, and the Holy Spirit leads you to declare it, you declare it. But why yeah. do you think Jesus did that? Why did he tell them because of the not to? Lack of faith at that particular time. And, so, and, and a lot of times when he told them that, he couldn't get things done because of the way people responded. That'd be awfully hard if I knew that the Lord raised a loved one of mine from the dead. Mm -hmm. That would be awfully hard to keep it to myself. Right, but well, most of the time they didn't. And so and even though the Lord told them not to tell, they went off and broadcasted it, and then it hindered him from being able to get to certain people to do certain things at certain events because they just... The, the crowd just overran everything. Was, it became unruly and, and, and things just couldn't, it became chaotic and it couldn't get he, anything he done. That, he did that several times. Yeah, because, because of the way people reacted, they couldn't get anything done. You know, some people, they don't show up for the right reasons. Well, I know I imply, I was telling a, a doctor, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I know I wasn't received very well. Mm -hmm. And I had something wrong with my wrist, and I was sent to a, a, a doctor who wanted to do surgery on my wrist. And, and I, I scheduled the surgery, and then I went ahead, and after I got home, I was just so vexed in my spirit. I thought mm -hmm. to myself, and I prayed about it, and I told the Lord, Lord, if you don't heal me, I'll just have to just live with it. Wear a brace for the rest of my life and just deal with it. I'm not going to because I'm not going to have the surgery. Mm -hmm. And the Lord healed me. It was like almost miraculous. Right. And then I went to a, a doctor for something else. And I don't know, we were talking about, about something. Mm -hmm. And my, the issue about the, this other doctor who, who was pushing for surgery, and I, I really didn't care for him, came the it came up in the discussion. Mm -hmm. And I told this doctor, well, I prayed so hard that the Lord just healed me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their reaction. Right, because is, you don't hear people talking as much about how God heals. 
I, I mean, I, he didn't, he didn't, he just kind of smiled at me like he was patronizing me or something, mm -hmm. you know, and I said it again. It's like, if the Lord didn't heal me, I wasn't going to have any surgery. And I said, I thank God that he did it, you know, and he just kind of, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> brushed me off. Right. I felt like he kind of brushed me off, but it's the truth. Right. It's the truth. There's no other explanation for it. Right. You know, because it hurt. I, I, I mean, I had this issue with my wrist for oh, over a year, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I was determined. And, you know, when you pray and the Lord knows your heart and he knows that you mean business, and that you're standing on his word and that you're standing for what you believe in. That you right. believe in God and that he can do it. He will do it. He has done it, you know. Right. That, that you know, you're a walking miracle. Yes. You know? but, right. But when you do tell people <laughs> that you've been healed, you have to brace yourself for it. Because some people won't receive it. And then some people do. And then there are people who say, well, show me proof, show me this. And it boils down to, do you believe the witness of the person who's testifying about the goodness of the Lord? That's what it boils down to. How much credibility do you put place in a person's testimony? Because basically that's all you have and the fruit that they show, that's it. And if you don't believe, you reject it, you reject it. If you believe and receive, then you receive it. And then those people who receive the Lord, they be blessed. Yes, you will be blessed. Well, that concludes our program for this week. Yes, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, this week's verse of the day comes from 1 Peter 3 and 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, ain't God all right? God, God is, is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, is all flesh the same? And the answer is no. And you can find that answer in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 39. And it reads, all flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. This week's food for thought is, what does God think of the wisdom of the world? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.